Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode six of Transformers Cybertron. It is Rush. This episode was written by Kazuhisha Sakaguchi, and the last time on Transformers Cybertron, Hotshot and Red Alert went to Velocitron, while Bud went to space. And in this episode, uh, we actually come in right where we left off with Hotshot saving those two other Transformers on uh, Velocitron. Yeah, except this time it's more from Hotshot's point of view. But yeah, he sees Breakdown get smacked, and that's all he's going to put up with. He has to get involved. He transforms and slams into the two Decepticons, sending them flying, then transforms back. And as soon as he realizes what he did, he realizes, oh, shit, this is going to cause problems. And then he realizes, oh, shit, we're going to stand here and talk for a whole bunch while there's bad guys right over there. For some reason. <laughs> and the Decepticons don't attack while Hotshot gives this whole, oh, I can't uh, tell you who I am. I'm just from uh, somewhere nice. I'm a nice person. Yeah, I'm a friend, yeah, but that's good enough for them. But uh, watching all this, Riddler doubts that Optimus will be all that, you know, cool with this. But then finally, the Decepticons start shooting at them again and Hotshot transforms, saying his name in the process. So, so much for anonymity. And he tries to lure them away, I guess. Yeah, but he does this thing where, like, he drives between them. They're shooting at him. He drives between them. They shoot each other. Yeah. And he, there's there's a lot of smack talk. Eventually, they leave and um, the Autobots are like, hey, thanks uh, to you, to Transformers, to Clocker and... Uh, no, um, Clocker and um, uh, Overdrive. Is it? No, Breakdown. Breakdown. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, so they drive away, like, 10 feet, and then stop and transform, and Red Alert kind of gives a hot shot a little bit of a talking to about what a bad idea this was and then they turn around and clocker's right there yeah he's back and i guess his name is clocker because they had to call him something and he came back to invite them over to breakdown's place to watch the game and have the beer i guess but uh, he overhears them admit they're from another planet and he thinks that's so cool and i think we just met our armada sideswipe character in this series yeah, well, wow. Yeah, I didn't realize. I think I think we have. Or our Energon uh, Ironhide. Yeah, there's that, I guess. The, or the or Ironhide's like fan club that he had in Energon. Oh, God, those ones. They were the worst. Um, so we, anyway, we go back down to Earth and um, Kobe, Bud, and Lori, they overhear Jetfire talking to Optimus. And Jetfire wants Optimus to take to get um, either Hotshot or Red Alert back from their mission and send Jetfire, which it's like, dude, they're already gone. They're in the mission. It is way too late to have this conversation. Yep, and Optimus has already made his decision, and uh, the kids ask Joel, to, like, you know, what's going on with that? And Jolt explains to the kids, Red Alert and Hotshot, they like each other just fine. They just don't work very well together because they're so different. Like, Hotshot's built for speed, and he does things before thinking about it. Red Alert's the complete opposite. He thinks everything through before taking any action. Paul, I love this. This was a moment in the in the series where I went, oh, wait, oh, this is a great, clearly, not just a defined B-plot, which I really do like, that there are constantly two stories going on, but this B-plot is not a, it's, there's a goal of we have to find the cyber dinky key um and we're going to go to override and all that stuff but there's a, a b plot behind that b plot of these two are complete polar opposites and we'll have to learn to work together i really really like this yeah it's almost like optimus maybe sent them on this as like a team building exercise but oh wouldn't it, it's they're not going to get to that point they're not no. going to make 
this Optimus that smart, but it would be brilliant if he did. But back on Velocitron, Clocker brings them to Breakdown, who believes Red Alert when he tells them they aren't here to harm anyone or cause trouble, and he asks them, all right, then why are you here? And Red Alert tells them they're looking for the Cyber Planet Key, but uh, Breakdown's never heard of it. And again, I'm wondering if it's like just sitting there in plain sight and they just don't know what it is. Well, that may be addressed later, but what's important right now, Paul, is what does the Cyber Planet Key look like? They don't know. What does the Cyber Planet Key do? They don't know. What is the point of this episode? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're really unhelpful. Where they like uh, breakdown tries to um, get uh, help from, or find out information, they're just like ah. And then <laughs> Clocker is like, "We'll all come help you." Yep. Even though we've got no idea what we're doing, I'm going to help you with that. And now out of nowhere, <laughs> we go to Jetfire and Starscream fighting in vehicle mode on Earth, and Starscream discovers Jetfire's weak spot. But ah, uh, where's the fun in that? He's going to you know play with him first. Just blasts his wingtip, but then he starts taking fire from above, and here comes Optimus. Yeah, they go through, actually, they don't go through a fight because Jetfire flies back to base and Starscream is like, I'm getting the hell out of here. So he uh, retreats and Optimus says, ha ha ha, I knew you were a scaredy cat, Starscream. But we go to Starscream who's like, I'm not a scaredy cat, you asshole. I'm going to follow Jetfire home and blow up your base. But then it shows... Thundercracker following Jetfire back to the Autobot base, except he has Starscream's voice, and when he gets there, he transforms by saying Starscream's name, so I think the block of wood messed up. Yeah, wait, what's, what's your problem, block of wood? Oh yeah, it's an inanimate block of wood, I can't reply. <laughs> anyway, he, he uh, Jetfire flies into like a, it's a classic 1980s base. Of yeah. <laughs> the, cliff, the side of a cliff opens up and the jet or flies like in and James then it closes Bond that. James Bond villain kind of lair. James Bond, uh, Team America, World Police, every G.I. Like, Joe uh, episode you only ever. twice kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he fly, Jetfire flies in and then Thundercracker slash Starscream um, blows the whole thing up with one missile, but really just blows the tip of that uh, mountain off and then is like ha i blew up your base bye yep and then it goes to the kids watching this on the screen and bud says well they blew up the base our fake base yeah and now that the septicons think they blew up the real one they'll leave the real one alone that old trick this is so fucking extra this is such a long way to go like like what happened to the invisible paint <laughs> anyway they now realize like everything depends on uh, what Tweedledee and Tweedledum doing are, are, are doing on Velocitron and commercial break. Yeah, and when we come back, we're on the speed planet and the Autobots and Clocker are driving at 100 miles an hour. And I got to say, Clocker looks really damn cool in vehicle mode. He's like this kind of convertible like Lamborghini, Lamborghini Fasterosa kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Paul, I'll... I'll... Do you want better? I really just like the look of a lot of the cars here, especially yeah. later when we're going to see over. I mean, we've seen them before, but when Override and Megatron are going to uh, race, uh, this feels like it should be called Hot Wheels Planet. It looks like a lot of fun with a lot of really cool Hot Wheels cars. Yeah. And Glocker, he takes them to Speed Planet's tallest mountains, like Stargaze Mountain or something. And they drive up the spiraling road to the top because they think they might be able to see Override from up there. And Glocker is impressed with Hotshot Speed, and he might even be as fast as Override. Ride, but he warns them the turns are going to get tighter but hotshot just drifts around them rather than slow down and dear listener here's an experiment you can try if you pause this episode at 13 minutes and 15 seconds it'll be hotshot driving straight at the camera then on whatever days you listen to rush with get red barchetta ready and hit play on both of them at the same time it sinks up
I hope we spend a lot of time on, I know it's Speed Planet, I like Velocitron better, I'm gonna call it Velocitron. Uh, but as they're driving along, there's this, I think it's now, it's this giant machine moving along the road that's just automated and repairing the roads. They just apparently move all over the planet and just constantly repair the roads. Well, I mean, if, if that's the whole premise of your planet, yeah, you would have that kind of thing. It's kind of a neat idea. But who built them? Because uh, Clockers, Clocker says he doesn't know who built them. They're just automated and they just run. There's no questions. So there's there's lore to this planet. There could be some really cool shit here of like, you know, the... the um, Quintessons built it, and I don't know, but I really like it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like they know how to use this stuff, but they don't know how it got there. They don't know how to fix exactly. it, kind of they're kind of like the Zentradi yeah. and Robotech. Like they know how to use their weapons and their ships and everything, but they don't know how to fix anything. So uh, we go to the um, up to the. Oh, they, they get up to the mountain and they see like, oh, here's a flat top. Um, I don't know what that geographic or geological mesa, I think. mesa yes thank you there's a mesa and that's where override races and we go to that a place and she's actually talking to megatron who's trying to find the cyber planet key again yeah and again she tells them like boys i don't know anything about a cyber planet key so unless you're here to race i'm not interested sorry but i do know about the planet cop well, yeah because he's like okay well if you help us find the cyber planet key i'll reward you with whatever you want and she's like i already have the most valuable thing on this planet the planet cop and megatron's like oh really may i see it because he thinks it might be the cyber planet key yeah 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 he at least puts it together i i guess hotshot does it in a bit because those two um show up with uh uh oh i was gonna call him convoy but with um uh, what's his name clocker clocker they show up with clocker and they're like oh shit that's megatron and clocker's like oh, what's a megatron and they uh the, this race starts the other two decepticons that attacked him earlier are also right there <laughs> like, yeah. you don't remember them he's not the brightest um, uh, but they, um, the the race starts between Override and Megatron, and Hotshot, basically, he um, he just decides he's going to join the race. Yeah, he transforms and zooms up between them after the race has already started. And if you pause it at sixteen minutes and forty seven seconds, you can see Misha driving him. No, I'm just fucking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Override doesn't mind if she joins in as long as that's a crash course reference to your listener. As long doesn't mind if he joins in as long as he doesn't mind losing. But he thinks that's not going to happen. And Megatron tells her, "Oh, by the way, this is one of those evil Autobots I was telling you about." Do you know what I love, Paul? When we do this show, is there's moments where I was I was like, "There's a." Misha joke in there and I don't know what it is and I missed the opportunity and then boom you came in with the Misha joke <laughs> I'm telling you if we were Decepticons we'd be a great team and we'd rule the world uh where are we on this um the, so this this race starts going on or keeps going on and it's you know what it looks pretty good it looks damn good but uh, again where Megatron says this is one of those evil Autobots you have to keep him from winning the race and, and she's like I don't care all I want is a race and she just and Hotshot, just leave Megatron in the dust, but then Megatron uses his cyber key. Yeah, he pulls ahead for a bit, Hotshot. It's just, you know what, it's pointless to try to describe. Here's what happened, and then this happened, and they're coming around the track. It's it's just a really good race, but Hotshot starts to pull ahead enough that um, Crumple Zone and uh, Ransack begin to get worried. Yep, if the boss loses, he's going to be upset, so they're going to start with the cheating. And it's the last lap, and Hotshot realizes time is running out to pass her so he just 
rams her from behind, and somehow that helps him get around her. And he tells her, you might be fast, but I've got more skill. Yeah, he shouldn't have hit her. He should have drifted around her because that would be actual racing knowledge and skill. Yeah. Anyway, he gets ahead, but then Crumplezone, I think it's Crumplezone, fires at him. Well, um, he activates his cyber key power because he has that now, too, and I bet by episode 10 the kids have it. But yeah, he just oh, launches missiles at Hotshot. Yeah, eventually Jolt, the Minicon, will get a cyber key. That is my prediction that will happen. Uh, but he doesn't shoot uh, a Hotshot. He kind of shoots ahead of him where Hotshot realizes, oh, I'm either going to have to veer off and lose the race or I'm going to get blasted. And he chooses the former. Yep. At the very last second, he just jumps out of the way and sure enough, Override wins. And But she's furious that the Decepticons interfered. Like, I didn't need your help, except it sure looked like she did. Otherwise, Hotshot would have won. But I like that she was just pissed off they ruined the purity of the race. I I really do like that that she is so singularly focused on must go faster. Um, They did a good job of having her that narrow mind. No, no, not narrow minded, but singularly minded. Um, Anyway, she, yeah, she says, I'm not giving anybody the uh, cup or whatever it is. Bye. And... Goes to leave, but then Megatron and the other ones leave, and she has a she has a moment with a hotshot where she basically says, "Hey, you were pretty good out there, kid." Yeah, you might have even beaten me if those idiots uh, didn't interfere. So you just went completely opposite of what you just said before. Yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah, hotshot wants to talk about the planet cup. It's really important, and she's like, "Oh, we'll talk about it." After our next race, if you win, and then she just drives off. See you next week on Hee Haw! And then we go to Megatron and the other two, and Megatron... Basically, we're we're establishing... It feels like we're establishing what the whole plot is going to be on this planet, where um, Hotshot is kind of made contact with Override, and now on the other side, Megatron says to Crumplezone and uh, Ransack, um, I think he's leaving, but I need you two to find that key or cup or whatever we're calling it and f- and get it back to me. That's your mission. Yeah, and back with the Autobots, Red Alert is glad Hotshot's okay, but then chastises him for joining the race in the first place. He's like, you knew damn well Megatron stood no chance against her. And Hotshot's like, that's not the point, man. I was trying to win the cup for us. It's the only way she'll tell us or give us the thing, like, where it is or give it to us. And Red Alert's like, no, you did that just to prove you were faster than her. And Hotshot's done listening to him. He says he's going to go talk to her and get the cup his way. Even though he used his cyber key power and his goons interfered in the race, Megatron still lost. Again. Well, Megatron, it could be argued that both of those things are cheating, not that you'd have a problem with that, but to quote a popular Fallout 4 mod description, cheating is binary. You either cheat or you don't. So if you're going to cheat, put your whole ass into it and do something more effective. Shoot at them. Ram them off the track. Here's an idea. Fly. She can't fly, Hotshot can't fly. Just change modes and hit the afterburners and bang, race over. All she said was three laps around the track. She didn't say thing one about staying on it. She's so obsessed with speed, she'd probably be impressed. And then at the end of the race, he tells his lackeys, just get the cup from her no matter what it takes. Well, there's no time like the present. She's right there. Just grab her and fly off with her. Oh, you like speed, do you, lady? Well, wait till you see how fast you go when I drop you from fucking space. What are the Autobots going to do? Shake their fists at him? Get out the fireman trampoline thing to catch her? Don't even wait till the race is over. Just grab her before it even starts. Before the Autobots even show up and tell her to start with the talking or you're going to start with the flying. (laughs) 
Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. This episode was Rush. Paul, what are you Tom Sawyer about this episode? I really liked this one, and it feels like it's been a very long time since I have been able to say that because it was hardly anything in Energon I really liked. Very little in Armada, but I really liked this episode. So did I. This is hands down, I mean, I know we're only six into it, but hands down my favorite episode of Cybertron thus far. Um, the, the stuff on the planet with uh, the fake base, I, I could have done without it. I, it felt like it didn't matter. But everything on Velocitron was really great. Um, the lore of that planet, I'm very interested in. And Hotshot versus Red Alert is fucking perfect. Well, yeah. Just because Hotshot can't stand to see someone getting bullied. He has to get involved. And then he and Red Alert go around in circles. Like, just because we believe something is right doesn't mean these people think it might be right. Like, maybe that's the way they settle things here. And then he sees the chance to win the thing and have it done. But from Red Alert's point of view, it's just Hotshot jumping at another chance to show off. And the way it ends when they're arguing... It really could have been either way. That's the beauty of it, is that they're both justified. They both have really valid points. Hotshot was right. He had an opportunity to get the cyber key and solve the whole thing now. That fucked up in the end. Uh, but Red Alert was also right. If Hotshot hadn't got in, it's not like Megatron was going to win. The cyber key would still be safe. They have very well-defined personalities that just naturally oppose each other. And the writers are doing a really good job of giving them both justified actions based on their their moral views and plus it's a very well animated episode the, the transformations is. are awesome especially overrides transformation and if you do that thing i told you dear listener wait till you hear what getty lee is singing when she does that if, if you can get time it right it's freaking awesome but yeah when they're drifting around the corners and things like there's obviously physics at work like megatron drifts way farther because he's so much more massive right like they did their homework or they watched real races or something, but it's very well done. Yeah, it is incredibly well done. There was also another thing I liked where uh, at one shot, it's, um, I can't remember when, but Crumple Zone and Ransack transform at the same moment, but they just do a very quick split screen. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, we've seen these guys transform before. It's not an amazing thing. Let's acknowledge it. Oh, there it happens. And we move on quickly. I really like that. Yeah, we don't need to burn twice as much time to show something that is happening at the same time. Well, there you go, dear listener. Uh, it happened. Uh, an episode of Cybertron Paul and I both really liked. Uh, will <laughs> the next episode speed be as good? Well, if you want to speed to the next episode, tough shit. You got to wait till it comes out when it comes out. Uh, but you can email the show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with. Again, whatever you listen to Rush with. And tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.pod. Bean.com, and until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. I don't care. All I want is a race.